Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about two women trying to save their friendship from collapsing amid just an onslaught of F-boys and Bachelor production tricks. I mean, things are just starting to get rough this week. It's week three of the Gabby and Rachel co-season of The Bachelorette, and the two women are just desperately clinging to their friendship while the show and a lot of the men seem more and more determined to just pit them against each other. This week, we're joined by author of the books Cultish and Word Slut and host of the Sounds Like a Cult podcast, Amanda Montel. Amanda, thank you for joining us for, in this, in my opinion, I think this is a pretty culty episode. Oh, indeed. It is a gift and a pleasure to be joining you to talk about this. (laughs) Uh, Just (laughs) goldmine. This incredible work of art, I think you mean. Yeah, we are so happy to have you. Yes, so many so many psychological uh, breakdown <laughs> tricks to to discuss. Um, things really get bleak this episode, but at the beginning, it seems like things are going so well. I mean, the men are chilling in the mansion. Gabby and Rachel are chilling on their balcony under cozy blankets, having just a morning strategy sesh, like two girlfriends. Like, it seems like it was a cold week. Is what I'm. Yeah, they're all yeah, they're freezing shivering all the, the time. entire time, <laughs> and they're trying to figure out like, when are we going to figure out where the guys are leaning, like which way the guys are going, because we need men who are assertive and can make a decision. And there are still some guys lingering in the middle, which Gabby describes as kind of sketch. And <laughs> I mean, Rachel agrees. Where's the lie? they're in this weird position where they both want a guy to like definitely pick them but if he's like i definitely don't want that girl over there it's like offensive to their dear friend and so 
the guys have to find the right way to handle making a very assertive decision without making the other bachelorette feel hurt and rejected. And, and some as, of them we do know, an okay job. As we know, men on this show are just always really respectful and emotionally intelligent <laughs> and mature. So I'm sure I'm sure it's going to go great. I feel like um, if you are socialized as a woman throughout your adolescence, that is essentially media training. Like we did not know that we would be entering mm. a world where it was expected and indeed possible to become some sort of celebrity or influencer in some capacity, whether it's on TikTok or The Bachelorette. But like, honestly, I feel better prepared than any of the men I know just because of like the click dynamics and the psychological warfare you have to navigate as a female adolescent. Yeah, we were and in like, training yeah. basically like from birth. We're always hyper aware that men's feelings will also be really hurt if that if we handle them incorrectly. And men don't seem to necessarily be aware that women have <laughs> these feelings or that they need to be handled with care. I mean, it, I think Gia Tolentino has a bit about that in her book about how like women growing up as a woman, you're just like trained to be an influencer basically and to optimize <laughs> totally. on Instagram. Yes, always um, be optimizing indeed. <laughs> exactly. And so they're like, how are we going to communicate to the guys that they need to just like pick a fucking lane? And Rachel's like, we can just tell them, which they do not do um, unless this was edited in from later in the episode <laughs> because they proceed to have a week where they do not tell the guys to pick a lane and it causes trouble. Until the very end in which exactly. Jesse tells the guys to pick a lane. But of course... We are but not they made there the decision. <laughs> Jesse then joins the guys in the mansion and tells them there will be, quote, two incredibly romantic one-on-one -on -one dates this week and also a massive group date. Uh, whenever Jesse calls something romantic, I'm just like, I don't buy that from you, Jesse. Like, you just don't have romantic vibes to me. Like, when he talks about romance, I'm just like, okay, buddy. Like, sure. He's just like <laughs> true neutral in human <laughs> form. <laughs> Wait, what are each of you? Are you? I don't even know. No. How, I don't even know what the matrix there would be. I'm sure that if I came in and I was like, guys, we're going to have some incredibly romantic dates this week. Everyone would be like, no, I don't <laughs> see that. So I'm, maybe I'm a Jesse. Um, he leaves the first date card. Zach, today is the beginning of our love story. Love, Rachel. Zach, our 25-year-old tech executive. Oh, sweet thing. Takes... So young. I now look at like even the 25 and 26 year olds and I'm like, oh, oh so no, baby. little <laughs> He's too young to date. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> a limo takes Zach to the SLS hotel in Beverly Hills where Rachel is waiting. And for her date, they're going to be joined by Karamo from Queer Eye. I just Did love all these that random cameos. <laughs> they're like, we just have to pull from any any sort of franchise that is doing well and like Queer Eye certainly is. I mean, the thing is there are so many different breeds of famous pe person now. I know. That like the well is just, it's deepening it's deep. exponentially. <laughs> and that's what you have to compensate with like volume. Like you can't just have one gigantic star on because what's a gigantic star anymore? You need to diversify your pool of For like sure. TikTok stars yeah. and like YouTube stars. And athletes, God I also forbid. want Oh God. Do you, I I wondered like how they decided 
which date he went on. Like, was there like a coin flip? Was he? Did he get to choose? Or they were Are just he like, and Rachel personal Gabby friends. Has a grandpa. So. Gabby has a grandpa, <laughs> and Rachel needs Karamo to step into that grandfatherly role. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, wasn't the sort of plot line of this episode or the like emotional journey they were taking us on that Rachel was sort of the glamorous one and Gabby was, spoiler alert, rough around the edges. So like Rachel gets to have the shopping, like Hollywood experience date and Gabby just goes bowling with, a geriatric that's completely yes. true it's truly like the the theme of these two dates overall was like family like who's going to integrate into your family who's going to get that acceptance from you know the people who matter in your life but rachel's is with this very glam spin and her guest who decides if zach is right for her is a literal celebrity <laughs> yeah. and gabby is yeah she's going bowling with her grandpa um, cause they're different and like, they just need different things. <laughs> they're just like different brands of woman that this is one thing that this show cannot yeah. get past as much as ha- has really changed about this setup versus like the Caitlin and Brit, but they're still very much like, these are two distinct brands of hot lady. And yeah. That's what <laughs> the really desirable matters. kind and the rough around the edges kind. And like, maybe there's a guy who will be into the latter thing. But like, also we have to make have both of them feel like shit. Like both of them <laughs> yeah. are undesirable. Yeah. So yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Can't wait to get into that part. Yeah. So Karamo <laughs> is there to kind of guide them through the first part of the date, the the less intimate part. They're sharing champagne and petty fours. He tells Zach that the first test of a gentleman is, can he pop the champagne? And Zach is like, oh, he grabs the champagne. And then he's like, let's see. Test. That was a cute moment, though. Test pass. That was a cute moment. I love that. I like it's, it. It's sad how low my standards are, but I was like, this is the point where I was like, oh, she didn't have fun with Jordan V at all. There was no chemistry, but she... Zach Zach is able to. She feels like it feels like she's actually on a date this time, not just like leading an experience for another cast member. Like <laughs> they have good chemistry. <laughs> she's not having to like flight attendant uh, Zach exactly. <laughs> so they they all sit. Karamo asks Zach whether he also has feelings for Gabby, and Zach says, "Well, when I met Rachel, I f- just forgot that there was another bachelorette because I had such a." strong feeling with her and like that was where my focus went and Cromo's like you guys should end up together also you look hot together it's love you're you're ready that's all you need if you look hot together (laughs) I mean why bother even dating this this marriage will look great on Instagram (laughs) honestly yeah yes it's true the next part of the date is sort of a mini Cinderella or like pretty woman date they they're trying on the wacky designer outfits and the gowns because they're going to have a red carpet VIP movie night. Oh my god! Or that um, montage from the sweetest thing. Anyone? I've never seen. Yes. The sweetest thing. <laughs> Remember when Christina Applegate and Cameron Diaz and Cameron are trying Diaz. on of the silly outfits? Yes. You should, Claire. No, I'm sorry. You have to I'm watch sorry. it. Come on. <laughs> I went through a long phase in my life where I wouldn't watch anything that just had women on the cover. Cause I was like, is there going to be kissing in it? It looks like maybe not. And that's on me. Um, 
That was my that was my blind spot. <laughs> you were like, uh, I'm interested in the reverse Bechdel test. If women speak, yeah, exactly. I, I only it. want them to talk about <laughs> or with men. Uh, yes. Um, so once they are all dressed up uh, appropriately for red carpet event, she's in gold, like an Oscar statuette look. He's in a black tux. It's time for them to go. What did you think of of her dress? I w- it wasn't for me. I continue to feel like Carrie Fetman just misses the mark with Rachel ever so slightly. Like, she is yeah. so beautiful, and she always looks beautiful. Yeah. But I feel that they could be styling her better. It, Yeah. I definitely had a moment with the dress where I was like, it's such a beautiful cut on her. But the color, the color I was just like, odd. I hate that color. It didn't, it was too yellow. It was a gold that almost verged on, like, chartreuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she looked st- like she's just a beautiful person, so she'll look great no matter what. It isn't her. Yeah, body, and she has such a like fun energy that once they're interacting, it almost like doesn't matter what she's wearing because she's yeah. so giddy and having such a good time. Yeah, and her um her hair color is Chef's Kiss. Like I love that her hair. Color I think is. she like flies to another state to get it done. I remember her posting about it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I mean, She's look, like, <laughs> those are some nicely like layered highlights. Yeah. It looks very natural. Hair color treatment is working for her. It's hard to find. It's hard to find the right, the right colorist. <laughs> so meanwhile, Gabby is making use of her downtime to surprise the men. She's arrived at the mansion and her little denim shorts Canadian tuxedo and waits just to see who's going to show some effort during a little bit of casual downtime with her. She's like, I got a drink. I'm on the couch. The guys are all here. Who is going to take advantage of this opportunity to pursue me? And the who's answer gonna is... Who's going to kick off this orgy? <laughs> I, know, I, know. I She's wish. like, I'm so excited to finally have this many men to like pay attention to me. And they're all like, they're Orgy. like, what about this? We thought we were just going to play football. Uh, <laughs> sports. Let me show you how much of a man I am. I can throw a football. I can catch a football. I can speak loudly about footballs. Genuinely, like, what made them think this was a good idea? They're clearly all, like, showing off for her with the football. And, like, she does not care. She keeps being like, I don't want to play anymore. Ha <laughs> ha. I never wanted to play. Why are we playing? That does was the most talk relatable me? moment where she's like, I just, like, never wanted to play. Never, never wanted it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm telling you, like, the adolescent training just did not... Yes position them to do well in this environment like, or I am man I good at sports yeah. <laughs> no men are truly taught that the way to impress mates is to perform well at athletics or music and sure if I'm going to a football game and I'm into that sort of thing I might look down at the quarterback on the field and be like wow that's hot but if I'm on a date with him and he's too busy playing football to pay attention to me it's suddenly it's not so cute it's like does he have other tools in his toolbox for courtship like having a conversation with me you know I will say the music thing is funny because while I have no idea what the difference between good and bad football skills like are I definitely know what good and bad music sounds like. <laughs> it is almost a riskier choice. Oh, it really... is a 1,000% yeah. riskier choice. Um, but like high risk, high reward. But you can cringe yourself out of the running. Very easily. Music. I, I yeah. just think yeah. when in doubt, 
don't err on the side of performance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the performance. Most people are like, I would like to connect to you <laughs> on a date. Sorry, my voice cre- yeah. keeps cracking. Yeah. <laughs> but it sexy. is the difference between being like, oh, I think that musicians are sexy. I love going to his shows. And when we hang out, he just plays his guitar. <laughs> right. And sit there. Like most women aren't actually looking for the latter thing. Um, and so they're all playing football. They're not paying attention to Gabby. And by the end of this, Gabby is like an emotional wreck. She is in tears. She's like, none of them even want to talk to me. No one's making an effort. There's, and she says, there are some guys that are proceeding like blase, whatever. I get to date two girls. The lack of effort is a decision at this point. Great line. <sighs> totally. She, yeah. And she's starting to get really like, she. I, there's clearly a part of her that's like, if Rachel just showed up, would this be happening? Or do they feel like they don't have to put in any effort with me because I don't deserve their effort? Like, I'm not the kind of person who deserves special attention or like bachelorette attention. And it's heartbreaking because we really see both of them fall into this feeling like over the last couple episodes and both of them with over the course of this one episode. And it's just like, it's so depressing. You're like, you could be a woman who like checks all the boxes of what the culture tells you makes you desirable and worthy and all of these things and still can just be like, torn down so easily by the actions of a bunch of like mediocre dudes throwing around a football and talking about like the shirt they got in Mexico. I know. And I think just the fact that there are two of them invariably is just going to exacerbate that stress and that pressure because it just, I mean, watching this season just reminds me of my middle school dynamic with my best friend who like wanted Mm -hmm. to be me, but I wanted to be her because we were different Mm -hmm. And human nature positions us to believe that, like, humanity is a zero-sum game and attractiveness is a zero-sum game. And, like, we can't both be attractive for slightly different reasons because we're different people. It's, like, only one of us can be the winner. Only one of us can be the best. And so, like, you're just, I don't know. I always compare it to, like, when you go over to someone's house for dinner and they've spent the whole weekend cleaning for you. And so their house looks pristine. And you walk mm-hmm. in the door and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, their house is so nice. They have their shit together. You're comparing like your messiest day to their most pristine day. And that's what I see yeah. like each of them doing, you know? Yeah. yeah There's something that I like to do point. that I think is healthy, which is when I'm feeling that way, to look at my own Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> see, that looks like such an enviable lifestyle. Oh God, it's not how too. I feel right now. <laughs> I a great tip, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is why I always say, like, on social media, we're our own cult leader and our own cult yes, follower. Yes. I'm just and like, we're like, how can I buy into my own cult a little totally. bit right now? I'm just like, what would Instagram Amanda do? Instagram Amanda could handle this. <laughs> Instagram Amanda would look so effortlessly cool. She wouldn't be crying right now. She yeah. would simply be paging through a new book and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh posing, my God. Wearing, wearing a cute outfit. Yeah, wearing a cute outfit. Uh, yeah, oh, I think everyone. that Gabby. Uh, we don't see this on every season of The Bachelor, but we did see it on Michelle's too. I think where there was a date where she felt like the guys weren't making an effort. Yeah, I'm like, I I feel like it is such a thing of like, if you have all your life been kind of treated like you're not as desirable of a woman as a, as perhaps some other women that like it's very 
hard not to like completely clench up and interpret. Yeah. And and I also think there might be some some truth to it that the men feel like, oh, Gabby's chill. She's just one of the guys like I'm not here to romance Gabby right now because my focus is on Rachel and she's just like a, a cool girl. And so she's not getting that effort. And it just, this sets up a long slide for Gabby throughout this episode. Oh my God. It just reminds me, okay, nobody would ever think I was like one of the guys and want to play a round of football with me. But um, (laughs) every guy, every guy I ever dated in LA just like wanted me to read their script. Oh, no. like, yeah. like, no, Amanda's not someone to like romance and wine and dine, but like, but she can provide <laughs> some professional services. I oh have definitely God. been asked to like edit yeah. something on, on like a dating app. Can I tell you once a friend set me up on a blind date and she did it in the sense of like, oh, you guys have like similar professional interests. And I was like, well, how will he know it's a date? And she's like, hell no. Anyway, all he wanted to do was talk about the professional interests we had in common and clearly had no interest or idea that it was a date. And I was like, okay, so I guess (laughs) I'm just not the kind of girl that you like instantly know know you're on a date with. I know. I hear that. Like, I can't even tell you. (laughs) But of course, my toxic trait is like, I would love to read your script. I think think, like I can spin it. I can spin it romantic. Like I can flirt in my notes. But and then you just find yourself up at 11 p.m. being like, why am I reading this like mediocre script trying to give notes like I'm just doing free labor now that will make him love you though if you read his script I (laughs) listen it works we do have to get back to Zach and Rachel's date oh right 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 because they are just having a whole (laughs) step and repeat situation yes no one is asking Rachel to read a script on this date they are on a teeny red carpet outside a theater in Hollywood which apparently is playing something called Me and You. <laughs> They're hamming it up on the red carpet. They're kissing. The pop, the, the photographers are calling their names. And they actually do seem to have chemistry. Um, they're having fun. It doesn't feel at all like a job interview, which I can't say for her first date, which felt like a job interview that was not going well at all. And he was not going to get the job. <laughs> and he didn't. The, and he didn't. I thought Inside, that guy was cute. That guy, that first guy, that Jordan, right? Yeah. yeah, he reminded. She me, thought he was cute too. He reminded me of my boyfriend, so I liked him. Oh, <laughs> he well. was sweet. He just wasn't for Rachel. Correct. He's back on the market, so you know if if anything ever happens <laughs> to Casey, you know he's yeah, out. yeah, exactly. If my boyfriend uh, gets you know hit by a helicopter or something, yeah, it's nice to know you have other options. Just out like there. you know, running around in the world, it's just Perfect. it's helpful yeah. to know. Perfect. Inside the theater is empty except for a popcorn, champagne, and a note from Karamo. I hope this is the beginning of your love story. Enjoy the movie. What could this movie possibly be? It is a reel of home photos and videos of Rachel and Zach as children. As a singer-songwriter apparently named Matt White plays piano live next to the screen. This a is- classic date night at the movie theater experience. <laughs> if I were Matt White, I would be like, why don't I get to play one of my, like, songs with lyrics that people might Google, and then I really get some lift here. But he play, provides beautiful accompaniment. The, the videos include messages from both their moms. And they're both, like, very emotional Weepy. and raw at the end of this, and basically just ready to bond with whoever is there. And they're both there. And so <laughs> things are going really well. 
Rachel asks Zach if he's also close with his dad. And I think we have a clip of what happens next. Oh, my. That's actually good because <laughs> I can't lie. I did sort of fast forward through this part because it <gasps> like ma- it like made me sort of l- like go into myself like a little hermit crab because it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're okay, going to make well you then, listen to this. Sorry, you have to listen to this clip. <laughs> it was just a little sappy for me. He loves planes so much so that when we were kids, he would just drive us to any airport. Stop. And, and we would sit in the park, like a parking lot of an airport, and he, we would just watch planes take off and land. And he would name every single one of them. I just did that with my dad. You're kidding me. No, I'm literally like cheering right now. You like, actually... Yes. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I listen. It's a very sweet thing to bond over, but they're both like weeping and like putting their shaking hands over their brow. Like, oh my god, I can't. It's like they both just found out that they like met as children and <laughs> yeah. promised to marry each other. Like oh that god. is how they're. Re- they're like, oh my god, that was you. Twin oh my flames. god, you <laughs> looked at planes. I looked at planes. <laughs> okay, okay. No one else has ever looked at a plane. <laughs> It's so beautiful. I want to backtrack and say, like, I 100% am, like, the cringiest, sappiest person alive when I'm in that scenario myself. (laughs) But, like, having to watch... It's a different thing to watch someone else Oh, my God. I'm just like, I shouldn't be looking at I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. I'm like, I'm sure it's a very, like, for them, it feels like this incredibly fortuitous like emotional coincidence that shows something that they share that most people don't share with them but you're watching it and you're just like that's it like they both like to look at planes when they were kids and it to the point like the emotion starts to feel contrived and like I'm sure it wasn't it just is like we're not in it so it's hard to really register why they're both freaking out so much like I almost was like did Zach make this up for effect because he knows <laughs> Rachel loves planes so much because I don't it doesn't seem realistic that, he that he's that, really having that creative on the fly. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It does really just go to show though, like how much of human connection is just like so intuitive and so right. built on this like je ne sais quoi of human that chemistry. Thing, just that thing that you feel in a moment. And like yeah. I think also this is such a heightened environment and Rachel has had some like rough experience in these first couple days, like yeah, trying to yeah. really find a connection. So it must just be, I think you're like feeling relief. Both of them are like, oh my God, we have a, a commonality we can connect on. This is going well. And they're both like shocked that it's going really well. <laughs> yeah. They're so After motivated last week. to like yeah. have this yes. connection that of course they're going to lean in. <laughs> Yeah, afterwards, they're fully just like, she's like, oh, my God, I feel like the rest of my life could be starting. Like, we could be about to have this really beautiful relationship. And he's like, I'm falling for her really hard. They're both, like, weeping. Well, They're slow dancing uh, on the stage and making out. I think we're going to see Zach in her final four. It's looking, I mean, if they don't at this point, you're going to have to see a serious crash. Like, it's they basically just like gave each other promise rings. It is like so fucking weird how like you could truly think that you're falling in love with someone when you know so little about them and have so little in common. Uh, Amanda, did you not see that they both <laughs> looked at planes? They when both they like to watch planes. Like, <laughs> but they know. A imagine, lot. 
Imagine how much fun their dads are going to have together. Yeah. Their dad's going to be like, let's, here's the thing. Let's go to the airfield and just watch the planes take off and land. But like, honestly, that, that small of a connective tissue or like that sort of tenuous of a connective tissue honestly could be enough. I mean, I remember, this is a tangent, but I remember like, I was once truly, truly convinced I was in love with someone and wanted to marry them just because like, he was Italian and I was American and we could like teach each other each other's slang. I was like, that's Honestly, it. that seems like enough. Yeah. You should have gone for that. He w- he didn't speak English and I taught him to say, yeah, no, for sure. And I was like, I- I'm in love. <laughs> he would be like, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Done. I mean, I laugh, but personally, I either end a first date by being like, we're getting married and I am in love. Or I end it by being like, I never want to see that person again. So I'm I'm feeling Rachel's approach to this. It makes a lot of sense to me. She's like, we're going home or (laughs) this is the beginning of our marriage. Yeah. He does get the rose. And we're going to take a quick break before we talk about Gabby's date. Can you keep up? I like I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful, and I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines. Just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their first leaf experts. 
As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz, and good wine. I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back, and it is time for Gabby's one-on-one. Well, two-on-one if you count her grandpa, John, because (laughs) this date is going to Eric. And the date card says, three's a crowd. Love, Gabby. She drives up to the house in her white Jeep. The guys are like, hey, Gabby, who's the third you mentioned? (laughs) Are are you going to have some sort of threesome situation? Eric is like, oh, I'm getting really nervous. And she's like, you should be. And then in walks Grandpa John in a flowy... Oh my God. He was wearing the (laughs) ultimate grandpa outfit and it's so cute. Like, I just, I was distracted because I wanted the sweater. It looked really comfy. Where did he get it? (laughs) Uh, Drop the deets on your Instagram. You're like, Rachel's Oscar dress, trash. Grandpa (laughs) John's sweater. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to pick one that could just be in my closet, like, which would you get more use out of? Obviously, the sweater. Yeah, you'd keep thinking the dress, but then you put it on and be like, oh, I just don't feel good in this. Grandpa John is like, is there a date for me? And Gabby says, fuck off. This is about me. They have just (laughs) the cutest, funniest rapport. And Eric is like, you can see he's a little bit panicked. He's like, I've never been on a first date. 
with someone's grandpa <laughs> there. But he does he's like good. He gets into it. He's like getting along with Grandpa John. They head off in a white Jeep and they are they are joking around a bit. And I think we have a clip. So now you're living here in California? Yeah, I just moved. You should come hang out with me in Santa Monica. What's in Santa Monica? Beaches, like good looking chicks. Grandpa! <laughs> they they were desperate to get this this on the show. They were like, we can't have a season without Grandpa John and Gabby just like cursing at each other and just being adorable. It's so good. <laughs> so good. It's so good. They they start by going to a yurt, like a glamping yurt, where a woman named Kira gives them a sound bath so they can set their intentions for this date. Gabby sets an intention of moving forward with confidence. Despite her fears, Eric sets an intention for being present in the moment. Grandpa John sets an intention for lying down and taking a little nap. Again, loving his approach to this. And then they go bowling. This is really just like a grab bag date. It's like first a yurt for a sound bath. Now bowling. Later, a quiet, intimate dinner under the stars. It's really just like, can you roll with whatever we throw at you? Yeah. Yeah. It and does sound part like of the... an average LA Saturday, though. <laughs> yeah. See, for yeah, me, honestly, for me, every day should have max one activity. And that's about all I can handle. And then they do head off to go bowling. Gabby is like, let's do teams. I found this sexy senior single. She to be just Grandpa happened to be waiting around in a full bowling <laughs> outfit with no one to play with. It's so convenient. <sighs> And wearing a bowling shirt, too. Like, she's straight out of central casting. Uh, Eric and Gabby are both leaning into the date. They're having a lot of fun bowling with Grandpa John, doing trick shots. But they also steal an intimate moment to make out. And honestly, I feel like they're having a good chemistry, too. I'm really, I'm actually really into the two of them. Eric is good at, I think, making Gabby feel really seen like he provides real attention to her but he also gets her humor and they can volley back and forth at each other and like that kind of banter yeah it's just there or it's not it's like yeah they share the sense of humor but there's no question who the star would be like he would be willing to let her kind of take center stage um so they finally do part with grandpa john and his date (laughs) for that intimate dinner under the stars which apparently it is freezing like they're in coats and like shivering like oh this is so romantic and they start to have their serious conversation they bond over thinking that relationships take effort which you know not everyone believes and he's like my parents are my inspiration they always fight for each other He describes his dad as larger than life and his mom as the hardest working person. And like, these are such dad and mom tropes. I like (laughs) wanted to die. I was like, no one's ever like, my mom is so larger than life. But like, um, she does great labor. Yeah, she works so hard. And my dad is just cool. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) But they have a deep love. So deep, like soulmates. And then Gabby starts to share that she has this sort of, like, fear in relationships, that she struggles to feel secure in love, and so she has a lot of walls up. 
because she was never able to get the love that she needed from her mother. And now she's estranged from her mom. This was a weird scene. I couldn't really tell if it was cut awkwardly because yeah. Eric just like doesn't really respond. I, I felt like they were cutting it to make it more awkward. And also she gets choked up so immediately. And I couldn't tell if she was like responding to him, like not giving her what she needed in that moment or whether she was just like getting exhausted of having to tell this part of her story over and over again and whether it was more like a frustration with the format of the show. It was, I don't know, it was a little bit confusing. It was indelicate for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it was like... I'm I'm assuming that it was cut weirdly in some way because she doesn't seem bothered with Eric. And so right. I'm kind of taking her cue there that she didn't feel like he was unresponsive. I doubt he just sat there completely silently <laughs> like, the entire time. <laughs> yeah, he was like, seems like she's really going through something, but I'm just going to sit here and wait it out super still. <laughs> Not a move. And so she gets up. She has her moment. She goes and talks to a producer. And the producer is immediately trying to turn this into, like, drama. You can tell. It's like, did he say something to Ugh. trigger this? Like, what is it? And she's like, I just don't know how to explain what it's like to have a mom that doesn't love you. And it's just so hard. Oh, my God. That was really, really, I felt that one. I think you're right, uh, Emma, that there is, it does seem like part of, or a lot of what's going on is that she's just like, that thing where you have to like keep explaining something. And it's like, the fact that like through the format, you have to keep talking about it in this way. It starts to make it feel like it's just not getting through. Like she's yeah. like, why do I have? Why right. is it not coming through? Like, what am I not saying? It's also that's not making so it work. awkward because, like, obviously, going on The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette is an exercise in self branding, and this is like a really like you know uncomfortable thing to have to sort of weave into your personal brand. <laughs> just like right yeah. like oh i'm the one who had a mother that couldn't give me the love i needed and like, yeah, like i really no... need to nail that home for everyone yeah. watching like she's Honestly, so aware like, there are so many personal problems that like you can spin it to be sort of endearing and this one is like it's just such a violation of human family dynamics to like have a mom who doesn't love you it's like there's no there's just no good way to market that. (laughs) And it's certainly, it's also just something that I think as a culture, we're like super uncomfortable with talking about because that would require admitting that like women are not necessarily innately only built to be mothers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And so I just think like Gabby is bearing a lot of the weight of bringing a conversation that especially within the bounds of this show where like, the normal line is like, my parents are perfect. They've been married 45 years. Totally. They've loved no one else. And all I want is to basically like marry my mother or father. Like, and <laughs> she, that is not the kind of family dynamic she grew up with. And that is not how, and that has impacted her, how she operates in relationships now. And so I, yeah, I, it's just, I think a lot is falling on her. She has to like educate all of these men and the American public right. about family estrangement. And it's just like, dude, I'm like a person trying to find love. And I keep having it's she she's like being driven insane by having to repeat yes. the story in so many ways. Exactly. No, I think that's exactly it. Because yeah, Claire, you're right. She doesn't seem upset with Eric. She ultimately just like takes a moment. Um, you know, she's 
she says to the producer, like, and to the camera, she's worried that the men are are going to want to see, like, or, and, and I think she's also talking about the audience, that people are going to want to watch the Rachels of the world because she's just, like, an easier archetype, maybe, to relate to. And Gabby knows that she's going to be, like, the complicated and, like, quote-unquote messy one. Um, and she just feels, she feels different. And that, I think, hits a very, like, soft spot for her. But she ultimately yeah. rejoins Eric and she is just kind of straight with him. And she says, I'm not polished. I'm not like anyone they've seen in the past. I didn't think this would get to me, but this week it's all landed really, really heavy. Like, am I the right person for this? Yeah. She's basically saying to Eric, like, I'm confiding in you that I'm worried that the audience will reject me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a weird kind of breaking breaking the fourth wall. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that part of she wants in a way, it seems like she does want to talk about it, but also she hates having to talk about it. But it's shaped the way that she looks at all the things that the bachelorette is just supposed to naturally crave. Like she's like, if I'm a mom, will I know how to be a mom? Because I've seen that a mom can just not know how to do it. And so that feels very real for me. Like if I am in a, a marriage, will I know how to make that love last or will I be afraid of it? And that's like a big part of the bachelorette job traditionally is to just be like, oh, well, like I am destined to be a wife and a mother and Mm -hmm. that is all I wish. And it is an uncomplicated desire. And she's kind of deconstructing that a little bit. And it's scary. No, it's just definitely part of why I am so drawn to her as, as a person on this show. Like, I think I crave any sort of difference within the format Mm -hmm. of this show because so much of it is calcified. And so I find it to be, to be refreshing. Yeah. It's just sad because that it makes you see how constricting that expectation is and how, when you have that difference that it just like is painful. It's so blurry. Yeah. I also, um, do either of you watch love on the spectrum? (laughs) No, I saw season one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that no offense, but, that is my favorite dating show. <laughs> and um <None> untaken. <laughs> I uh it's very different. It's very, very different. <laughs> um, but there are so many moments um that like in at least the portrayal of autism on that show, uh, are seen as like really accepted and really embraced, like having to take a break in the middle of a date because you're overstimulated or you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I think like a lot of people who are neurotypical or not on the autism spectrum could use. And um, yeah, that moment when Gabby had to take a break, I mean, especially if your date is being filmed for national television, like I imagine you would want need probably need to take more breaks. But like I just that moment reminded me so much of how dates on love on the spectrum can often go where it's just like in a moment you feel overwhelmed or overstimulated and I think in sort of like post-pandemic times this should be more accepted where like you're in the middle of a date and you need to like take five (laughs) yeah let's just put that on pause Yeah. yeah I wonder like I remember how Clayton used to do it and it would be like I'm laying a bunch of accusations at your feet 
And now I'm going to leave you to stew over them while I talk to a producer. <laughs> and that doesn't seem ideal. I think oh, Gab- Gabby is certainly uh, handling it a little bit She's better. just taking a moment yeah. to, to process. It felt and- very healthy. And ultimately, it it felt like she and Eric got back on track. Like, they end up, she kind of, like, vaults herself onto his lap and, like, nuzzles into him, which was uh, also a kind of physical intimacy that we don't see often on the show. And I thought totally. it was cute. Yeah. Me too. And they, like, they are able to, like, have the kind of conversation yeah. that I think she wanted where he's like, I like you for the person you are, like, whatever you need during this process. Like, I'm here to be open with you and to see how far this can go with you. And she's like, great. Like, that's what I want to hear. And he gets the rose. He gets the rose. She's she's like, I would give anything to be loved by someone like Eric. So he did good on this date in <laughs> Gabby's eyes. Um, and so both of the ladies have now had a really excellent one-on-one date. But now it's time for a huge group date. And what could be more fun than a giant group date with two women and like 20 men? And not just two women, two brides. Because I Gabby mean, what Rachel... what else is a woman if not a bride? <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're like, "Oh, no bridesmaids today, only brides." And I'm like, "Yes, on my wedding day, I've always dreamed of there being another bride there." And <laughs> it's like the Moonies, not marrying me, but yeah, it's like a big mass <laughs> wedding. <laughs> and so. They're wearing their coordinating white gowns. They are on the statue-strewn grounds of a palatial estate. And as the men arrive, the women just rip off their poofy skirts to reveal white mini dresses. They're brides, but they're also sexy. They can do it all. <laughs> oh, my but God. It's like that They can woman from- <laughs> so hard. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's like, I, I hate that I remember this, but that line from that crazy stupid love movie when when uh ryan gosling teaches steve carell's character to say like and you're the perfect combination of sexy and cute oh my god <laughs> yes that movie's bad uh that line is particularly a scourge um i think just the punctuation of the title of that movie is game over yeah forever. yeah i have some thoughts as well <laughs> Uh, I think it's supposed to be uh, clever, but it just doesn't work. No. So the date card said, who do you picture yourself with? So, of course, the official Bachelor on-screen photographer, Franco LaCosta, is here. And they're going to be doing some photo shoots to help everyone see who looks better together, which, of course, again, is how you decide who you should marry. Jacob has one of his classic Jacob moments where he comes off like a complete piece of work. He's like, I really do best in a group setting. I've got two switches on and more on. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? That's, I have only seen moron personally. (laughs) And that will continue to be the case throughout the course of his entire run on the show. Oh, woof. Not into it. Not, not into working. any of what he's giving. My worst. And like, why are you bragging about that? You're like, yeah, half of the time I'm a moron. That's what, that's my special thing. He I mean, really thinks his he abs are doing a lot more work than they're doing. <laughs> like, they cannot make up for a bad personality. Ugh. Correct. 
the men are sent to put on sort of absurd costumes. And it turns out they're going to be enacting some sort of absurd scenarios for these photo shoots. (laughs) There's one where, like, one of them, Avon, is, like, giving birth in a hospital. And then, like, (laughs) a baby comes out and it's it's, James. It's meatball. Yeah, Rachel, like, looks at the camera. She's like, yeah, I could really... I can really see having a kid with Avon, and I hope it looks like Meatball. <laughs> like, okay, Rachel's having a good time here. Uh, they they have uh, a sexy car wash with some of the guys and Daisy Dukes. Jacob is Adam. He's got nothing but a leaf covering his his junk area, and Rachel is like freaking out. She's like, I've seen Jacob's situation multiple times today, and it scares me. <laughs> I don't think that's how you want to feel with your potential like male partner. You're like, she was like, you're like, I know he has a penis <laughs> under there, and I'm terrified. <laughs> she was like, it scares me because I can't stop looking at it. And I'm like, but, but specific, can you be more specific about what scares you? <laughs> I know. I really, I wanted to, I had follow up questions as well. Um, I was like, are you afraid of your own desire? Does he have something scary about the penis itself? <laughs> right. Like, are you just, or are you just afraid that he is someone who's going to be constantly waggling his wiener around? Like, there are just like a lot right. of ways that this could be going wrong. And <laughs> luckily, we don't really need to figure it out. Because he's yeah, going to leave at true. the end of this episode. Spoiler <laughs> that's, alert. That's true. <laughs> Finally, uh, they do some proposal scenes, which is sort of what, like, it seems like they don't get to decide who to propose to. So you end up with some awkward proposals of men trying not to seem too enthusiastic about proposing it to It really a woman is like the than... Moonies. <laughs> <laughs> do the Moonies enforce proposal scenes? Uh, no, but they are like arranged mass. It's arranged ceremonies. Yeah. So, oh yeah, it fully is like the Moonies goes bachelorette <laughs> at this point. Yeah, Tyler is out here like trying to look over at Rachel and say to Gabby like very detachedly, "I've been waiting for this day for my whole life. Yeah. You look very nice. You look nice. <laughs> you look so nice. Can I marry you, please?" <laughs> but then some are very heartfelt. Like Nate Foley, after his oh. one-on-one date last week, is like, I'm obsessed with Gabby. I can't stop thinking about her. She's perfect. I just want her to have fun. I don't even care if my day's oh, going well I as long as Gabby's Nate. happy. Me too. I love Nate. Nate. His proposal oh. was like, I would be happy to receive that proposal after years of dating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nate is, he says Gabby's a ray of sunshine. I'm like, I think he's kind of a ray of sunshine. I they would be so really sunny together. Him. I like them um, they really they, I like them together a lot. And with that, it's time for the night portion of the group date. And of course, they head to the most romantic location <laughs> in the area, the LA Rams and or LA Chargers Stadium, which Avon calls, quote, the newest, nicest, insane NFL stadium there is. It is called SoFi Stadium. Everything I just said really upsets me, and it should the not newest, be on this show. nicest, insane NFL stadium. SoFi is financing stadiums now. I'm just, I'm not over any of this. I just want to mention that I have had once um, had a panic attack in that exact sports stadium. <laughs> So, oh, I'm so sorry that we put you in this position <laughs> to <Yeah>. revisit that. <laughs> I yeah, I just I actually do have a pattern of having panic attacks in like sports stadiums. 
I mean, it's, just it's bad almost energy. like they're very stressful, overwhelming places <laughs> to be. It's just really bad energy, and it's so much. It really is. Yeah. So much and so bad. Yeah. Um, And so they all head right on in and check out the new nice, insane NFL stadium, <laughs> which is... Honestly, it would be nice if they also got a rose while they were there, but they've already won, right? Because they're at SoFi Stadium. Avon gets some one-on-one time with Rachel down on the field, and he tells her that on this date, he realized he could see her as a best friend, and they make out. I'm not sure how he came to that conclusion on this date. That's okay. I don't know, but they they seem into each other. It is <laughs> He's like, this connection. is like a high school movie. I feel like the star quarterback of the high school. We're on the field. And he's like, I'm like, you're in an immense domed NFL stadium. Sorry, I, I don't know if this is like um, against the rules of this podcast, but I do forget who Avon is. <laughs> Avon is, honestly, how much do we know about Avon? Very little. He's just very handsome. He's like I very always- chiseled. Very chiseled. I always remember him as the one that Jesse Palmer in his TikTok live introducing the men was like, he really does look that good. It's not a filter. Okay. And I that's think... basically all I've got for Avon right got it. now. Okay. Uh, I'll Google it. <laughs> yeah. If you Google Avon Bachelorette, you will see him. <laughs> I need sense. to look up what he does again. I completely remember nothing except does, that he is apparently does, poreless. It is like a very SEO friendly name. I've never heard yeah. of sales someone. executive. Okay. Classic bachelor profession. He teaches her some football plays. The, in this case, it's consensual and therefore cute and romantic. And then they lay down in the end zone and make out a bunch. And I'm like, aren't the guys up in a luxury box? I'm like, really wondering watching? where everyone is being held during all of these little My vignettes. My assumption was a luxury box, but maybe they kept them in some sort of lounge area that doesn't <laughs> overlook the field. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little confusing because clearly they were sending men out like one at a time and they were yeah. just like resetting the field with a different like, rental couch up, or something. They've got Kirk like at the door, like whacking him on through. <laughs> Jordan H also is like, Rachel, I was, I was thinking about you. I missed you. He kisses her. She's getting a lot of guys coming he, up to her basically Jordan being like, H. you're it for me. I'm, it's too awkward. <laughs> Shit, he seems I sweet, though. Jordan. Oh, he's definitely sweet, but he's like, you know, I have you have to just create a moment, and it, there's no indication that she's like into the moment. He's just like, yep, you have to yeah, get a moment. I did it. Anyway, uh, uh, make yeah. it out. No, that's true. He doesn't have much <laughs> swag. Then Tino gets some time with her. He sits with her on an orange velvet couch on the field. Again, like, it's very much like a- the interns to work. They are literally like running rental furniture into like yeah. halfway through this football field. They're constantly having to like set up and break down these like wedding style vignettes. Like we've got to get the burnt orange sofa onto that corner of the field as yeah. soon as Avon is on the, the field. Take down the picnic Run. that we set up <laughs> take, for Avon. <laughs> Uh, Gabby, though, uh, while Tino is passionately making out with uh, Rachel on the couch and telling her that he's 100% certain that he's pursuing her, Gabby is not having such a good night because guys are mostly taking their one-on-one time with her tonight to be like, I'm totally sure that I'm only pursuing Rachel. Okay, this was so frustrating because it was also so clearly manipulated by production. Like, they made the choice to send men out to Rachel that she has a mutual connection with. And with Gabby, they just loaded men who were going to reject her. And 
I think at first it was okay. Like Tyler is the first one to sit down with her. And he's also just a really sweet person. And I don't think that they ever had any sort of romantic spark, to be honest. And he doesn't deliver any criticism of Gabby. He's just like, <laughs> I wanted to to let you know because I respect you that I really do feel like I have a great connection with Rachel and I'm going to pursue her. And Gabby's like, that's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. You and should that tell is what Rachel. they want. Yeah, right. right. They both want the guys to pick Elaine. So it's not that she's inherently like, no, I'm mad that guys it's are picking in Rachel. the delivery and it's which in the gets, volume, which gets worse. <laughs> yeah. And in a way, the producers are also sort of setting up Rachel because they're setting up guys right. to reject Gabby now. And but Rachel later. Rachel later at the rose ceremony because she got all her good connections on this date instead. So next after hate after tyler is hayden in his fucking pinstripe suit and his hayden rising state senator helmet hair totally the worst the worst so he says that he wanted to give her a little more insight on his intentions because he's gotten a lot of clarity and he says that that day he looked at his own life and what his values align with And he does have his intentions fully for Rachel. And Gabby is nodding, smiling, like, yes, of course, absolutely. And then he's like, you know what? I don't think she's getting it. I'm going to really break down her character for her. Like, it's almost like he's like, it's time for me to get into the details of this movie I'm reviewing or, like, the restaurant opening that I wasn't fully satisfied with. Or it's like a pack of T-shirts he got on Amazon. He was like, there are some good marks, but ultimately I am returning them. He's like everyone with a hot take on the internet. It's like, oh keep it to yourself God. because keep you are yourself. a perfectly average, unimportant person. I think we do have a clip of what he says because we just could not capture what a dick he's being. I think you have the bubbly aspect to you, the the goofy aspect, and you're a little bit more like, I don't say rough around the edges, but y'all want people to be very direct with y'all. And so obviously I wanted to make sure that I express that to you yeah totally mm-hmm. the best oh you are i'm oh, lightheaded right god. now and in range. that moment you can just see gabby being like i have to breathe through this yeah you're the best you're the best yeah self-protective mode like this is like such a woman thing that you're just like the path of least resistance is to just be like yeah thank you okay please no leave. you're the best you're, oh, the, you're best. the best thank you for thank directly you. telling me that i'm rough around the edges it's just it was so unnecessary like sir you First of all, I feel so weird that he was like, my values align more with Rachel. Like, he really came into it with, like, this smugness of just, like, I can tell you exactly how you are deficient, but I'm doing you a favor in doing that. He came into it like he's the most important person there, and he should have everything he wants and more, and he should let everyone know Every little thought that crosses his little mind. And it's like, have you ever interacted with a human before? Because like your your goal as a person shouldn't be just to like every, leave everyone you encounter with Feeling every worse. single last one of your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know who he is? He is Warner Huntington III. Oh, my God. With Elle Woods oh because my God. he needs someone who is really more of a senator's wife. Oh, oh my like god. Two AT. Yes. Wow. Wow. He watched that you scene and he was like, Warner, Warner is Warner's where I want to be. He's like, like, what wow, a great guy. What a great guy. He was just so honest. 
so direct. Good for him. Oh my God, I can't wait for the epilogue already with Warner sitting there clapping as Elle gives her valedictorian <laughs> speech and the little and the little epilogue like caption comes up and it's like, Warner got broken up with and doesn't have any job offers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie is like, isn't it 21 years old? Yeah. yeah. I bet Warner would be like a hardcore like MAGA politician and radio personality now. No, oh, I can't think about sure. it. It's too depressing. He would definitely be radicalizing oh, people. Oh, to, yeah. We can't go down it's that direct. road. Okay. 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 So okay. next asshole on the block is Jacob the fitness Fucking enthusiast. Jacob. This dude, we already discussed how he sucks and he just like sucks even more. Again, sucks. again, coming in with the energy of like, I am important and you need to hear all my critiques. And we do mm-hmm. have a clip of what he says. Like, I think we can, like, joke around and just be, like, funny and, and, and just cause a ton of laughter. But I don't know if maybe we've had the connection that I think I wanted to have yeah. with you from the, from the get-go. Uh-huh. Like, I think, like, even if, like, say, if you were the only person here, I don't think I could have the heart to continue. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to find somebody for the rest of our lives yeah absolutely you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but obviously like you're smoking yeah <sighs> well shoot I, i'm happy yeah. that i'm happy we got to have this talk though me too yeah all right gabby okay like fuck you dude he's like oh well don't worry you are a very hot object and you like you you like do a funny sometimes no, I'm sorry. You cause a ton I of lo- cause I love ton cause of laughter. laughter. Also, also, he said, we can cause a ton of laughter. He's like, we I cause too. Laughter? I am really the funny one here. <laughs> have and I'm yet glad to you hear him make a joke. in that with me. I Ugh. seriously was on the verge of blacking out during, during yeah, that. Like, I actually also out. skipped this part, actually, because I couldn't stomach it. Well, well, we're determined to make you experience all of these <laughs> terrible moments. I, I mean, I just don't understand why he thinks that anyone needs to know if you were the only person here. I don't think I could have the heart to continue. Like, you'll be so disheartened by her <sighs> being the bachelorette that you would just have to simply like, give up. Again, like, <gasps> take a, a fucking cue from Tyler where he just said, I respect you. Yeah. I would like you to know that I'm going to pursue Rachel and I don't want to lead you on in any way and like I am so excited for you to find what you're looking for like you don't need to deliver a critique and be like I like you so little that I would literally leave if it was just you just to I just thought that was something you should know I was about to be like maybe we should as a thought exercise give them the benefit of the doubt because perhaps like they are overcompensating because they feel like I can't just say nothing. I'm on TV. Like I have to give some kind of justification for why like this might not be the right fit for me. But then the first guy handled it gracefully. So like it is possible. Right. It's possible. That's the thing. It's like we just saw it done well. Yeah. They're so, truly just like reveling in the opportunity to sit a woman down and give her a performance review. And I think like, that Gabby that they were not invited to get, which is why yeah. she gets so frustrated. Is she's like, I shouldn't, and she says later, she's like, I shouldn't have to teach these men how to act. Like they yeah. are like, behaving you, I'm so sorry. badly. Can you imagine a woman ever coming on this show and being like, listen, obviously you're smoking, but shoot, I don't know. It's I just, know. I could, oh my I, God. I don't have the heart to continue with you. You know, I just don't because you're rough around the edges. 
what? Oh my or, God. Like, a woman would be like, you're amazing. You're the most, like every time a man is broken up with on the show, they're like, you're incredible. We respect you so much. Your time is so important. You're, you're so great. You're going to make someone so happy. Like, I just can't get there with you. Like, it's never like, uh, I don't know. I think I'd like you're... to take this opportunity to share my honest thoughts yeah. on what's wrong. With, where, where your product falls short. I do think it's partially because there's two of them. Because I think if there were just, I think that would push them to be more graceful because they wouldn't even be able, they wouldn't have a reference point. So they would just say something nebulous, like, I'm not sure it's the right fit. But because they see something that's more the right fit, they feel the need to compare. And the example yeah. that comes to mind for me is like, I have a toxic ex-boyfriend who I like, whatever decided to try to remain friends with for a few months afterwards <laughs> always a mistake, mistake Amanda. mistake it was like just rip the fucking band-aid but anyway um the last time we ever like grabbed a meal together I said something that clearly made him feel threatened I, like literally just an offhand comment and he in that moment revealed to me that he'd actually been dating his like secretary at work since like two weeks after we broke up our relationship lasted seven years and she was 14 years younger than him and um and I was like her I was about to say her name I was like well I didn't say her I I, I thought it in my head I was just like seriously and I asked him I was like what well I was concerned for her I was like what is it that you like what is it that you you know connect with her over and he was like immediately started criticizing the ways that I did not fulfill him in this way. And I stopped him in the moment. This was my like ex-boyfriend who I knew for a long time. So I like had the confidence to do this. But I was like, you can actually talk about what you like in someone else without criticizing me. That was the instinct. It's like, yeah. that's the instinct is to be like, well, these are the ways in which you failed. Yeah. yeah it all could have been framed as like, Rachel and I really connected over XYZ. And so I just feel like I need to give that a chance. Yeah. I well, do feel like it's very much like the boss energy. It's like yeah. in a relationship, I am the boss. Yeah. My girlfriend or wife will be the employee. Like, I am going to set out these performance expectations. Like, if it doesn't work out after the probation period, I'm just going to be like, well, shoot, you're not really filling our needs. Thanks very much for coming <gasps> in. Like, oh it's God. like they think yes, they accurate, are there accurate. to and, give feedback. Right. And they are reveling in it, which Gabby picks up on. She's like, they feel emboldened by the situation <laughs> yeah. they're in. And it, it they have taken this as like license to be complete assholes. Totally. <sighs> yeah. It's very, uh, it's just, and it's sad too, because Gabby is trying to be like, it's hard because, like, Rachel has all these men for her, and I'm not feeling that way. But I'm sure Rachel is going through something similar. And, of course, this is yeah. just the show taking these two women who are trying to support each other and being being friends and being like, but actually, Rachel is winning the popularity contest right now. Because, look, here's Rachel, like, and then it's being like, kissed oh, wait, and no. flirted with. JK, it's actually Gabby. Gabby's more popular now. Yeah, it's like they back need, and forth. They, like, force them to, like, go Someone's back Someone's always got to be winning. And to compete. Like, who's suffering more and when? Yeah. And... Uh, so finally, it is indeed time for the roses. They each have one group date rose to hand out. Gabby comes in a little later than Rachel, looking pretty collected, but slight trace of puffy eyes. Yeah. And she has been crying about how the guys do think she isn't suited to be bachelorette, clearly. And Rachel hands out her group date rose to Avon. 
And then Gabby is like, well, I can't give anyone a rose because tonight was really hard. And Rachel obviously has been, has not seen her for a few hours. And she just gives her the most incredible face. Like, oh no, what the fuck happened? Who, who did something bad? It's like, she knows. She They're knows trying, she's someone. trying to, to ask Gabby questions with, with her, her eyes. eyes. Gabby is like smiling. Everything's we're not going to talk about it right now in front of all the guys. And Rachel's just like, okay, yeah, let's go. And well, they walk off. It was a genius move on Gabby's part because as you were mentioning, like these guys felt such, they were on such a power trip when they were giving Gabby this mm-hmm. feedback. And then she was reminding them like, no mother. I have the power. I have the power. Yeah. But then they get punished for exercising their power because once you don't hand out a rose, it seems like you don't get it back. But we will get back to that. Right. Um, so Gabby and Rachel walk off. Uh, and Gabby then explains what Hayden and Jacob said to her and how insulting they were. And Rachel's like, what the fuck? And then this is interesting. She says, did you talk to Jason? And Gabby's like, no, I just had a breakdown. Well, I think and I was like, they've because because Jason told Rachel, I'm here for Gabby. And so I think Rachel was like, wait, like, did you talk to the guys who, like, you haven't had a chance to talk to who, like, told me that they are into you? And I think she's realizing, oh, no, you only got to talk to men who weren't there for you. Right. Like, she clearly has in her head a short list of guys who would make Gabby feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so they're like, well, clearly because there's two of us, they think they can Act act this way badly like and she's like do they think they can make one of us like them by insulting the other and i actually do think that the guys think that but also that first and foremost they simply enjoy making a woman feel not good enough for them it's definitely definitely a situation where you know obviously we see jacob go home and we get some foreshadowing that hayden is really going to flame out as well so yeah i don't think ultimately they did themselves any any favors but yeah, I don't think it was strategic. I think they just enjoyed it and they I felt agree. entitled to do it. Like, obviously, you want a man who is going to choose you over your best friend, but you don't want a man who's going to be like, belittle your, your friend. friend. She's pretty rough around the edges. Don't yeah. You think? Like, no, you, you want someone who's going to be like, like lovely about it. I'm like, oh, have yeah. you never listened to the Spice Girls <laughs> ma- first major hit? <laughs> You know? I bet oh my God. never uh, even paid attention to the lyrics. Actually, like, that, if you want to be my lover, you've got to get, get with, with my, my friends. friends. Like, that is just... Oh, that makes me think. Have you ever asked your partners, like, if they could hook up with one of your friends, who would it be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Were you yes, satisfied definitely. with their response? <laughs> I mean, the response was like, yeah, I don't really see them that way or something like that. Oh, and that's I was a good like, you're lying. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're like, I don't uh-uh. believe you. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't like, no, they're not good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like your partner was like, your friends are disgusting. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah your friends? Ew. Uh, why would I ever look at your friends? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, I will now tell you which yeah, of your friends. Yeah, you're like, I, I have a short one. list in, in ranked order. Here are my choices. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone first. That was my mistake. I should have made him answer first. Have you guys done it? I don't know, not directly, but like... <sighs> Yeah, we've talked about. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what he said, but I do know who it would be, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love that. 
it's nice to know. Like, thank you for being also, honest. Also, it's just like, yeah, I do want you to recognize that my friends are like cool and hot. Yeah. yeah. Like I want, I want my boyfriend to think my friends are cool and hot. Like I think they're cool and hot. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm constantly like, why, like, why am I cursed to not be able to marry my friends because I'm not romantically interested in them because they're perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah so I should be able to marry all of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the guys do not seem to understand that they have fucked up. And I am referring specifically to Hayden and Rachel. He's Hayden Hayden's and just Jacob. Like, oh, yeah. Hayden and Jacob. Hayden's just like. Rachel I, is out here like trying, Rachel, trying to to really do her best for Gabby. She's like, oh, yeah. Do you want me to talk to them? Do you want to address it? And Gabby's like, no, 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 no. And Rachel's like, OK, well, fuck. Rachel's fuck like, that. OK, I will just give Hayden a rose later. But after taking a couple days to think about it, um, Hayden tells the guys, well, I just told Gabby that my intentions were solely for Rachel and she really respected that. What else did you say, Hayden? He's like, yeah, it was like, just a very simple conversation where I was just like, I have the intention of dating Rachel. I said nothing else. That was it. Yeah. You were very confident about all those other things you said at the time. Like, go ahead and say them again now and see I how know. you feel. The, and that just goes to show men know men know when they're being pieces yeah. of shit. Oh, they yeah. Know. He's like, I have to self-edit now because it's not going to yeah. sound good if I say the whole thing. Yeah. That <laughs> reminds me of when, uh, you know how like, if you, well, when confronted, cat callers will say, I was just given comp- giving compliments. But mm-hmm. if you conduct like a controlled experiment, they actually know very, very well that those not. comments violate the literal like systematic pattern of what a compliment looks like. <laughs> they know that they're just playing dumb because they don't feel the need to empathize with women. And that's what yeah. this was as well. well. Yeah, it that was... is exactly what this was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the next morning, everyone is still pretty shaken up by all of this. Eric and Logan talk about how Logan saw Gabby crying on the date. Um, meanwhile, Gabby is confiding more in Rachel about how she felt. And she says, yes, with Hayden and Jacob, I think they liked the feeling of getting to reject one of us. And I think she's correct. And Rachel's like, you know, we let them lean into deciding who to pursue, but it's turning into something ugly and we have to address it. And I'm like, yes, do not let men have power on this show. It never goes well. Is it The Bachelor? He messes it up. Is it the men who are competing getting a little taste of power? They They act like assholes. We cannot allow them to have any power and let's just let let, let this thought sink in uh (laughs) about the our desired powerless of powerlessness of these men and we will take a quick break and we'll be right back with the rose ceremony can you keep up i like love we all want our cats happy and healthy because that makes us happy But since we're not mind readers, we just don't always know when our pets are unwell. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Plus, Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. And the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. I mean, three of the main annoying things about having cat litter in the house instantly made better by Pretty Litter. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes color to help monitor early signs of potential illness in cats, including 
urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Our producer, Talon, is really excited to try Pretty Litter soon because he has two cats who have been using conventional litter. He was remembering that last year they had to delay a vacation because their cat started throwing up the morning they were leaving. And if they had had an early warning, they could have gotten her quicker medical attention and also not disrupted their plans as much. That's the kind of peace of mind that is really great to have as a pet owner. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on your cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI and use code LTSI to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI, code LTSI to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash LTSI, code LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, hit classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have, or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time. I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up. And it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. Alomoves.com code LTSI20. And we are back. It's time for the cocktail party. And some of these men are like, I really need this time. I'm so glad I'm going to have uninterrupted time with both of them, which of course means that the cocktail party will not be happening. Honestly, this seemed like a really bad cocktail party to cancel because these men do have to like really pick during this rose ceremony, who to go with. And there are some men who are like, I haven't really gotten a full conversation with I both know. women. I, I really like, need that. We really are only on week three, which actually means like day seven. Yeah, <laughs> like how, I mean, I get that they, Gabby and Rachel are probably super fed up with these guys. I think they're that just like, I don't want to have any more conversations with Jacob. I'm like, I do understand yeah. that. <laughs> Send Jacob away, have a cocktail party without him, bring him in for the rose ceremony. Don't tell him what's going on. I think that would be fitting punishment. Um. Meatball specifically is really says he's undecided. He's still looking for time with both women to to make up his mind. That is important. Put a pin in that. Remember that later. But as they're discussing this, Jesse does walk in to tell them that the cocktail party is canceled. And he adds, quote, Rachel and Gabby realize that this whole thing is just not working for them. And if this continues to go down this path, they're not going to find love. So that journey is over. 
But that doesn't mean they're willing to give up. Gabby and Rachel decided the best way is to continue separately. So if they accept a rose from Gabby, they've committed to pursue only her. They accept a rose from Rachel, they commit to pursue only her. Some of the guys are pretty chagrined by this. Because I like, think a lot of these men are like, I know I'm not going to end up with either of them. So I wanted to figure out who might tolerate me more mm-hmm. for longer. That makes Meatball's choice really bizarre, but we'll get into that. He's yeah, like, I don't, I don't really, know what to do now. I don't really understand what Meatball is doing. Uh, but a lot of the guys who feel more secure are kind of into this, and they're very, yeah. like, smug. They're like, we can't play with these women's hearts. Like, we have to, like, <laughs> we have to help them, like, feel safe on this journey. It's like, well, you know you only like one of them. But they set up the rose ceremony pretty differently. We've never seen anything like this before. So there are two tables with two platters of roses. But then they separate out the guys who have roses into different rooms, which apparently we are calling the winner's circle. So (laughs) Avon and Zach are in Rachel's winner's circle. Eric is in Gabby's winner's circle. And then when the guys get roses, they head out. They can see the other group. So like they're it's it's I found this actually really funny to watch all of the men trying to like guess who's gonna come out next. (laughs) Yeah. And so they head into the rose ceremony. Rachel is really nervous for Gabby. She's like, Gabby's had a rough time. I feel like I know who I want to pursue, but I'm worried that Gabby's rose will get rejected and it will be a disaster. Oh, oh, sweet girl. Little do you know, Gabby just got her rejections out of the way a day early. And now it's your turn. It's now it's your turn. So Gabby opens the rose ceremony by saying that having two bachelorettes has provided struggle. Unfortunately, I guess it hasn't caused enough laughter. I know. I was about to say, what are these like syntactic constructions? Very Provided weird. struggle caused laughter. You could just say struggle or laugh. <laughs> it's been a struggle. Just that simplify. Or like Formal we've enough. struggled yeah. or we'll laugh. Like it's good enough. <laughs> it's very like, it's like manual speak or something. It's like you're writing a corporate hand. Yeah. Okay. But I think honestly, I think it's just reflective of bachelor syntax because, mm. you know, there a lot of which is stilted, you know? Yes. Um, because they're yeah. just trying to sort of circumvent their their true their true point. <laughs> and and there is there is They're like, like if a, I add some words, I'll sound yeah. more important. Yeah. Well, there is sort of like a corporate ease. It is a very corporate way of approaching love at the end of the day. Like it's so systematic, but you're not supposed to say system or process. You're supposed to say journey. Um, mm. so like it, there is, there is a sort of dialect that gets spoken. I mean, think about it. If you put a, if you isolate a bunch of people on, uh, in a mansion for enough time, they will develop their own dialect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, they to- and it totally is. It's like corporate lingo with just but like love stock romance yeah. terms put <laughs> yeah. in, like instead of like provided yeah, obstacles. It's, it's Mad Libs, but like the structure like, of the yeah. Mad Libs. <laughs> Is <laughs> a job review, but yes. the only words you can pick are Our love romantic, yeah. yeah, oh, journey, struggle. You can't laughter. imagine how much I have loved Mad Libs my whole life. When I was a kid, I used to, I uh, would like get I sick love of re- Mad Libs. I used to write my own. <laughs> oh, that is you ended up in the right career. Yeah. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So she tells them that she had some hurtful conversations the night before, and that created the impetus for moving forward separately. And with that, they begin to alternately hand out roses. Rachel offers her first rose to Tino, Gabby to Nate. Those first two are pretty predictable. Rachel to Logan, Gabby to Johnny, Rachel to Tremaine. And Tremaine looks uncomfortable. Um, And he says he doesn't want to be the first to decline the rose, but he feels he has a deeper connection with Gabby. And he didn't say say, I don't want to be that guy. He said, I don't (laughs) want to be that guy. (laughs) You know, that guy who rejects the rose the first time. And everyone is shook and freezes. This has never happened before. Not only that, no one seems prepared for this to happen at all, even though it's kind of the premise of the entire rose ceremony. Right, this is obviously exactly <laughs> what they wanted. So then Jesse has to pop out and be like, oh, so we just we just came up with something back there. Here's what we're going to do. I think we have a clip of what he says. All right, I just want to clarify here, because obviously this is all new. You declined Rachel's rose? Yes. All right, because you're holding out for Gabby. Mm-hmm. All right, I think what we need to do is put remain back in line and then find out if Gabby's going to offer you a rose. Okay. Jesse's just improving here. <laughs> yeah, you he know really what he's is. just riffing. <laughs> but what we learn over over the course of this rose ceremony is that like declining a rose is a terrible move. Bad move. <laughs> I don't think and I th- I wonder if Termaine thought that then it would be like in the moment Gabby would be able to be able to just be like, "Oh, okay. Oh. Well then but like that doesn't make sense. You Gabby know what this has whole own... rose, this whole rose ceremony. Just I remembered thinking this while I was watching it. It made me think of like when you're playing a play pretend game with like a six year old, and they're like, "No, no, now I, my, I have wings. Like, don't you know I have <laughs> wings and I can fly over to the couch?" Yeah, you're like, and I you're thought like, we had an agreed upon structure, but apparently <laughs> yeah. that is just going out the window. Je- it seems like Jesse is just making shit up. It's on the bad fly. storytelling. It's bad storytelling because it's like, well, it's like when you watch a shitty fantasy movie and it's like, what? Like, I didn't know they had those magical powers. That doesn't even make sense. Just, like, simply establish the rules for the rose ceremony before it begins. It would not have been difficult. And they knew this was going to happen. They could have even filmed a pickup afterwards of Jesse being yeah. like, if your rose is declined, like, he will rejoin and you will lose the rose. Because <laughs> then he's like, anyway, sorry, you can't give that rose out now. I'm just going to come take it. All right. You, you guys have fun. I mean, Jesse's entire energy this whole season has just been like, who the fuck knows what's going on? Not me. Definitely <laughs> oh, not yeah. me, the host. They're definitely going more like light comedy this season. <laughs> and sometimes it's fun. And sometimes I'm like, you guys need to stop trying so hard to make this funny and make it make sense. Okay. <laughs> just please. That's your job. And so Rachel is really embarrassed. And also she lost a rose. I think that's really fucked, honestly. Like, that's not how it normally works. If someone rejects your rose, you get to hand it out to someone else. There's no reason that this should be the case except to make the sting of one of the contestants preferring your competitor feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. And to make it seem more punitive that you are not the preferred one. Like, they're trying to reintroduce elements of, like, pitting them against each other into a season that is supposed to be about, like, a joint friendship journey and they're like but what if we penalize the one who gets rejected i think that would be fun that'd be a cute little detail to add they restart the ceremony rachel's one rose down gabby gives her rose to spencer rachel to alec except then alec 
pauses and says, unfortunately, I can't. I don't think I'm the right one for you. Jesse takes away another rose from Rachel. And you can just see her face beginning to fall. Like she's trying not to cry. She's like, I have a job to do. I need to remain composed. But it's so embarrassing. Like it's it's in front of everyone. Yeah. God forbid one of these ladies have one full good day. <laughs> yeah. No, that we would can't be allow it. A woman this is, on this show? Well, no. <laughs> we've seen now by week three, both of them doing so much like performing of sweetness and adorable adorableness while being rejected. Like Gabby, like glassily smiling and perkily nodding when she's getting told she's rough around the edges. And now Rachel is like, when she gets rejected, she's like smiling extra hard and like yep. clenching her whole body together with like the little rose right up next to her chin. And just like in bachelor just, speak, like, in bachelor oh, speak, they're so providing smiles and offering nods. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're causing comfort. (laughs) Oh, it's just so sad. Okay, so Gabby gives her rose to Jason, Rachel to Tyler, Gabby to Mario, Rachel to Ethan, Gabby to Kirk, Rachel to Jordan H., Gabby to Quincy. Rachel next offers her rose to Meatball, who rejects her rose. He was undecided like 15 minutes ago. Also, like, he could not decide. He knew the time. Now he's like, I'm really only here for Gabby. Also, like, Meatball, what? Like, yeah. Read the I room, th- dude. Mm. He, like, at this point, I'm like, you're just turning down her rose. Why? And, you, like, you know she's going to lose that rose. Like, you're just, you're just taking away a rose from her. Why? Because you are mad that you didn't get more time to decide between her and Gabby. Like, I don't understand your play here. He didn't either, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, he did panic, to be fair, because he realized that he really shot himself in the foot after. Well, exactly. Well, and then we'll have to talk about what he does after, because I didn't like it. So I didn't like it either. I think that was I think that was uh, an overconfident choice about like, oh, well, Gabby surely will offer me a rose. That wasn't like fully thought out at all no but like here's the thing just because you made this like little i mean i do think it could be seen as a right reasons play like i'm willing to risk not being on the show because i'm genuinely really interested but he's, in hold on he's himself. like i'm actually not willing to risk that because i do badly want to be on the show <laughs> right and so instead it's like it's like you're gambling that you're gonna get that rose from someone else who will then think that you're like extra genuinely there for, for that person. And instead Gabby's like, well, I already had my list of guys that I wanted. Clearly Rachel and I put our heads together and I had my list already. Yeah, and we like, didn't s- include any of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, or I would have, they didn't rock, paper, scissored, scissored with Rachel and for you, like that's just not the choice I made. These guys are morons. Okay, they are morons. So- They're either uh, what, on or more on but he but i think also it just goes <laughs> to show how little men understand about how much women collaborate <laughs> yes. oh yeah it's like they, they think the two of them don't talk to each other it's very yeah. bizarre which is funny because all they talk about is how much they love each other so yes at this point rachel shoots gabby a look and they both turn and walk out And they have a little, like, vent sesh uh, backstage. And I think we have a clip of their conversation. I just feel so bad. 
and so rejected. Like it's- This is how I felt last night. But it was like private. This was so embarrassing in public. This was supposed to be us taking the power back. We literally handed it right back to all by doing this. I can't, like now I look stupid to everyone who has my rose. Do you see what it's they're rough. doing now? They're literally now have Rachel and Gabby comparing who has it worse by, yeah. by setting them up to each humiliated. have different different humiliating experiences. It makes me mad. They're trying so hard, but in the moment they can't help but slip into like baiting these two against each other. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it sucks. Yeah. I don't think the show is trying that hard, but I think Gabby and Rachel are trying to resist. But. Oh, absolutely. And and for the most part, they are, like, succeeding. They're doing a good job in a really shitty situation. I think it helps that they're also, like, a tiny bit older, you know? Mm. Like, Gabby I feel is. like... Yeah, Gabby. Right. Rachel. She does seem kind of mature for her age, I feel. Well, she's a pilot. She is a pilot. No, that, that actually does make a difference. She has, like, a lot of responsibility in her job. I feel like... Um, Maybe women who are a little younger or don't have so much responsibility in their lives might not handle this as gracefully. But I think they really do like continuously ground themselves in the rationality of like things will end up better if we're on the same team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they are um, self-aware about the situation they're in and they they definitely understand that. They're it really could unravel. Trying. I could see, like, yeah. I could see it unraveling with certain people. <laughs> well, and I think that now part of them trying to have this separate separation is this fear that's like they can see all the strain that is already being put on their friendship and that they have to to kind of divert that because it's week three and they're already, like, putting up with a lot of stress on their friendship. Um And they're both being different. Like, Gabby was personally insulted by some of these guys, but Rachel was, like, publicly rejected and lost her roses. So, like, they both were given sort of uniquely terrible experiences. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Both were bad. And so now Rachel is feeling like she isn't good enough to ever have ever been made Bachelorette. And that is the mindset (laughs) which we are going into the final rose. Everyone's feeling terrible. Gabby gives her final rose to Michael. Rachel gives her final rose to Hayden. You could just feel her looking around and being like, well, there are all these guys who rejected me. And like Hayden and Jacob, who I know are assholes. (laughs) I know. She was really left with no good choices. And I think that's partly why, like, she didn't seem enthusiastic giving Hayden her rose. And you really felt like the producers were like, we need him for another week to like stir some shit. (sighs) He is, he's, he's hasn't repellent. had his full villain arc yet. Exactly. So all three guys who rejected Rachel's rose go home. Jacob goes home. And now they both have their groups. They're going to be setting sail on two separate journeys. Travel is coming, perhaps. On a cruise A ship. European cruise, yes. But looks like Logan is going to perhaps wish that he had made a different choice about which women to focus on. Someone is going to say, I don't trust these bitches. And my money's on Hayden. Hayden. Oh, oh, completely. Well, I think in a previous promo, wasn't someone was yelling at Hayden. I saw the back of his head. Hayden is going to flame out. It's 
We don't his know hair is so unmistakable. It it's is so a, puffy a and nice it never little moves. helmet of Republican locks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really makes it clear to me that I should be voting for the other guy, even without ever hearing his platform. I just know. <laughs> so then we get to the credits. Meatball, as you guys may remember, has exited saying that he made a mistake and that he immediately regretted what he said. He's like, it just in my gut at the moment, I felt like that's what I should do. But like, I don't know. I panicked. And like right away, I was like, I shouldn't have done that because he shouldn't have done that. So he comes back and is like, Rachel, can I talk to you? And he tells her that he just didn't get much time with her compared to Gabby, but he does want to get to know her. He wants to give another shot. He's like, you're beautiful, good personality, the works. Let's, what do you think of me? And she's like, well, I gave you the rose. Yeah. Asshole. (laughs) And he's like, well, I think there's something there. Let's give it a shot. And the episode ends with him saying, what do you think? So, like, this is just, like, the ultimate, like, torpedoing of the right reasons at it. Ugh. We do see in uh, in the promo for next week that Meatball is, in fact, going to stick around. Rachel. Well, I understand that she would love to have someone to appreciate and eat Italian food with. She's also probably just like, I, I can't be getting rid of, like, I would like a full set of men to continue yeah. this with. Yeah. You got to have some some easy send homes. Exactly. That's the thing. You can get another chance, Meatball, but you're not going to be the final guy. So now it's like fully transparent. What's He's going to last. You torpedoed your chance of being the final guy. One and now to you just two more weeks, Max. And I wish him no more than that. Exactly. I would. Um, there are people who I would rather stay less. Like I, he is sort of the class clown. You know, I, feel- I don't dislike him. I just don't think that his moves here should be rewarded. Oh, for sure. Like, no. other than that, I've enjoyed him. Yeah, just fine. I agree. Um, I'm definitely super glad Jacob went home. Everything me he too. said made me want to die. So thank you for sending home Jacob. And that brings us to the end of the episode. What what a fun ride of horrors we've been on this oh week. Oh my god. Amanda, thank you for joining us on on this journey. Can you tell uh, the people where they can find you and your work? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Well, uh I am on Instagram at Amanda underscore Montel. And my books are available wherever you buy books. And my podcast is available wherever you stream podcasts. And we had a great episode of Sounds Like a Cult featuring Claire and Emma about the cult of dating apps. Um, So fun. So fun. It's a joyful, sexy romp of a listen. Um, Yeah, it's a show about the cults we all follow. And we cover a different zeitgeisty group that could be a cult every single week. And um, the episode that we did with you both was truly cathartic. (laughs) Yes, it truly. I I both participated in the recording and I listened to the whole thing. And both times felt amazing. And also (laughs) we love your podcast. There's also an episode about The Bachelor. There is. There's an episode. I think we, our listeners would really enjoy. Yes. We interviewed uh, Kendall Long about, uh, you know, Grocery Store Joe's yes. ex. Everyone about- should go listen to that episode. It really <laughs> is. It's fantastic. Amanda, thank you. As always, you are oh. the best and we love having you on and you will, of course, have to come back. Oh, this is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. 
short list this week, unfortunately. Um, I love to see both women having a really solid one-on-one this week with some actual chemistry, like two guys that I could definitely see going to the final three based on these performances. totally agree. We also love to see the return of Grandpa John, as Gabby said, America's grandpa. And I really do feel that way about him. He's just such a delightful presence and brings out such a fun side in Gabby. And I just, I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Ugh, such an inspiring dynamic between them. I love to see both women really trying hard to support and be there for each other under very challenging circumstances. For example, the show trying to break them psychologically by pitting them against each other and making them wonder... Am I the popular one or is she the popular one? They're trying so hard to remain close friends and supportive despite the machinations of this of this show. And I'm proud of them, I guess. Honestly, me too. They really are giving it their all. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We hate to see all the guys just like throwing out and throwing footballs around instead of speaking to Gabby when she joins the group. Like... Come on, dudes. Men just seems to really struggle with valuing the the softer things required to actually connect with a partner versus, like, the showmanship that is required to impress other men. Yeah, and truly, like, they value other men's attention more than women's, even when they're supposed to be pursuing a woman. Like, you would totally not see a household of women ignoring The Bachelor because they're just, like, braiding each other's hair and gossiping. Wouldn't happen. Makes me mad. Hate to see it. Also, I hate to see Hayden telling Gabby that she, quote, doesn't align with his values. I wrote, parentheses, college Republican. (laughs) Such a college Republican. I hate him more every week. (laughs) And that she's, quote, rough around the edges. Editor's note, misogynist. Yeah, he's just like, I just prefer my women docile and smooth. I like a smooth, smooth woman who just adopts my entire outlook on life. Also, again, like, what does that say about Rachel then? Like, oh, she's pliable and she just, like, won't require... I I don't need to, you know, sand her down. She's already She's already sanded down. down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I I foresee this going badly for him because Rachel actually I don't think wants to be the perfect pliable smooth like help meet of a college Republican no and she also was pretty clearly turned off when Gabby told her what he had said yeah so yeah his days are numbered uh, but we do of course hate to see Hayden still getting a rose after that bad behavior hate it and I hate to see the fact that his words clearly entered Gabby's own self-criticism that she really internalized that critique and she used that phrase a lot and it seemed hard for her to shake the idea that that is a real thing that is really true of her and uh don't like i don't think he should get to have that power also hate to see jacob telling gabby that he would leave if she were the only bachelorette no one asked sir no, no one. one asked. Truly. No one's interested. No one thinks you cause laughter. <laughs> Please, see yourself out. Claire, you cause laughter for me. <laughs> oh, Emma. I think we can cause a lot of laughter together, for ourselves at least. 
We also hate to see Meatball out here rejecting Rachel's rose after claiming to be undecided, like, moments before the rose ceremony. And, uh, part B, hate to see him then panicking and coming back to reclaim the rose after he's been sent home. Like, no, no no shame. Like, you have to just own it. You have to own the decision. You can't be like, whoops, I thought I would get one from Gabby. He does not own the decision. He's like, look, maybe I'm harmless enough that one of them will just keep me around. Rachel's been beaten down so much that maybe she will accept me back. And that is, I guess, what happens. I really hated to see, because this is on the show, and it's, in my opinion, it's just unacceptable. I hated to see Rachel's roses getting taken away whenever one is rejected. That was a choice by production to maximize her embarrassment, to maximize the cost to her of offering a rose to a guy who wants to make some sort of play for Gabby. And that was their choice to to do that to her, to detract from her opportunity to date men who are interested in her. And the fact that they didn't tell her that until the rose ceremony, instead of telling her earlier, perhaps, somehow that's on her and she's getting punished. I think it's kind of disgusting, like, that they did this. It, they, can't, they can't resist taking any opportunity no, to... Cannot. ...to try to pit these women against each other and to... To create these little contests and these little these little these li- little moments for comparative evaluation, even yeah. if they're not like put, putting the women into enemy territory with each other, they are still setting the women up to evaluate their own performances as Bachelorette yeah. in comparison directly to the other one. They and literally have really them gross. competing for roses again. Who has more roses? This time it's roses to hand out versus roses to, you know, receive in votes, but they're still competing for a number of roses at the end of the day. (sighs) I'm so heated about this. And now it's time to rate this episode on its BFF energy out of 10 friendship bracelets. We had a dip this week, I'll say. Um, And it was not the fault of, of the women. They were really, really trying. But like, we were seeing some cracks in this episode of course they were both made to feel really really shitty first gabby on the night portion of the group date and then rachel uh publicly at the rose ceremony and they end up being put in a position where they're having to justify why their humiliation was like uniquely terrible and which one was worse and it's just like uh, we gotta give this one a five yeah, the five the five points are all for how hard they're trying to be good friends despite this. The the lost five are all because production is trying so hard to get them to justify why they are more desirable than the other woman despite the rejection that they feel they're facing. And it made me really sad to see um me too. Hopefully, hopefully this this new bifurcation of will help the group that, at least for help. a bit. At least for a bit. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I'm fingers crossed. I I want some of that energy we we got the last two weeks. I do think having a common enemy helps, and I do think Hayden might step in it enough to really bring these two back together. Yeah. 
And on that note, that is it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks so much to our guest, Amanda Montel. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts, rate the show five stars and leave a review. And of course, spread the word and tell all of your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at Claire and Emma pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We will be back next week with another week of Gabby and Rachel's beautiful journey. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it.